Welcome to Hymn Stories, a podcast about how our songs of the faith came to be and how they have encouraged, comforted, and strengthened believers like you and me. Hymn Stories is a part of the Media Gratier Podcast Network. My name is Ryan Bush. Phillips Brooks was born in Boston, December 13, 1835. He came from a long line of Puritan ancestors, many of whom had been congregational clergymen. His parents were connected with the Episcopal Church, and he was reared in the strict ways of the evangelical wing of that church. His education consisted of the Latin school and then Harvard, from which he was graduated in 1855. He soon decided to enter the ministry, and studied at Alexandria Seminary in Virginia. In 1859, he became the rector of a small church in Philadelphia. Here, his sermons attracted much attention, and in 1861, he was called to be the rector of the Church of the Holy Trinity in the same city. He remained in that position until 1869, when his own leanings toward his native town and the urgency of repeated calls from there led him to accept the rectorship of Trinity Church in Boston. Long he labored there among his beloved congregation. The strain of the great work, however, eventually undermined even his giant strength, and after a short sickness, he passed away on January 23, 1893. Bishop Brooks was the most famous preacher and the most widely loved clergyman of his time. The shock of his death was felt in every branch of the church throughout the land. For while many disagreed with his opinions, None who knew him in his work could withhold their admiration. The word that seems best to describe him is great. He was great in his physical proportions, great in his endowments of genius, great in the power to work, extraordinarily great in his personal influence over men, greatest of all in the moral elevation of his character and his ever-deepening spirit of consecration to Christ's service. The connection of one so great with hymnity as the writer of a few simple carols intended for children seems at first a little incongruous. But after reading his biography and understanding the man's nature, one feels rather that nothing he ever did was more characteristic of him. It now appears that verse writing was even a regular habit with him, probably as a relief to feelings his intensely reserved nature could express in no other way. Phillips Brooks first felt the impulse to write the hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem, in the sight of the city itself. At the time, he was serving at the Church of the Holy Trinity and had spent some months traveling in Europe and the East, during which he toured Israel. He wrote home Christmas week of 1865, these words. After an early dinner, we took our horses and rode to Bethlehem. It was only about two hours when we came to the town, situated on an eastern ridge of a range of hills, surrounded by its terraced gardens. It is a good-looking town, better built than any other we have seen in Palestine. Before dark, we rode out of town to the field where they say the shepherds saw the star. 
It is a fenced piece of ground with a cave in it, in which, strangely enough, they put the shepherds. The story is absurd, but somewhere in those fields we rode through, the shepherds must have been. As we passed, there were shepherds still keeping watch over their flocks or leading them home to fold. Mr. Brooks returned home in September 1866, and it must have been and it must have been while meditating at home over what he had seen that the carol took shape in his mind. The late Dr. Arthur Brooks reported that the hymn was written in 1868 and was used in the program of the Christmas service that year. The composer of the tune reported, as Christmas of 1868 approached, Mr. Brooks told me that he had written a simple little carol for the Christmas Sunday school service and he asked me to write the tune to it. The simple music was written in great haste and under great pressure. We were to practice it on the following Sunday. Mr. Brooks came to me on Friday and said, Redner, have you ground out that music yet to old little town of Bethlehem? I replied, no, but that he should have it by Sunday. On the Saturday night previous, my brain was all confused about the tune. I thought more about my Sunday school lesson than I did about the music. But I was roused from sleep late in the night, hearing an angel strain whispering in my ear. And seizing a piece of music paper, I jotted down the treble of the tune, as we now have it. And on Sunday morning, before going to church, I filled in the harmony. Neither Mr. Brooks nor I ever thought the carol or the music to it would live beyond that Christmas of 1868. My recollection is that Richard Macaulay, who then had a bookstore on Chestnut Street west of 13th Street, printed it on leaflets for sale. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known that the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them.
Thank you for joining me in this episode of Him Stories. May the Lord bless you and keep you as you sing and make melody in your heart to Him.